1: Welcome to Monday Morning Preacher, a podcast dedicated to the art and craft of preaching God's Word. I'm Matt Woodley, editor of PreachingToday.com and pastor at Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. This episode of Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by PreachingToday.com. PreachingToday.com comes alongside you as you prepare your sermons. We offer 13,000 high-quality illustrations to help you drive your point home. Go to PreachingToday.com and sign up for a 30-day free trial. I'm here with my intelligent, witty, and at times very sarcastic guest host, Kevin
0: Miller. Wow, you just put me in a double bind there, Matt. You complimented me, and then you criticized me, so if I say thank you, it means that I'm accepting your criticism, and if I don't say anything, then I come across as rude. I, I'm, I'm in a bind.
1: Man, you think way too much. <laughs> <Okay>. You overthink <laughs> life, okay? So, uh, Kevin, um, I had some back troubles recently. I went to the chiropractor, the guy goes to our church, and this is going to get around to preaching, by the way, and I went to see him, and he said, you know, I've been watching you, been watching the way you sit and stand and walk, and just part of my profession, he said, and I notice you have some very bad habits. You slouch when you sit, and your posture is really bad when you're reading. Wow, that was direct. Yeah, faithful are the wounds of a friend, I guess, you know, so actually it was really helpful to me. Apparently, I had picked up some really bad habits without being aware of it, which leads to an important lesson for preachers. Should I give you a drum roll? Thank you. You know, I've noticed the same thing in my 25 years of preaching career and with younger preachers and older preachers. Sometimes when it comes to sermon delivery, we've all picked up some really bad habits that we don't notice.
0: Oh, yeah, sermon delivery.
1: Yeah, our uh, guru and maestro, Haddon Robinson, once wrote this. While ministers spend hours every week on sermon construction, they seldom even give a few hours a year to thinking about their delivery. Now, we're not going to argue with Haddon, so let's just assume that's true. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we neglect sermon delivery?
0: Well, I would say what Haddon said is true of me. I, I think part of it is as soon as I'm finished one sermon, I know Sunday's coming again and I got to get ready for the next one. So I, I have to invest more time there it, moving forward than looking backward. But part of it is it's I wince when I listen to a sermon of mine and I hear uh, delivery
1: that I don't think was very good. It, it's sure. it's kind of painful. Haddon said effective delivery depends on two things. What we say and how we say it. What would you say are the elements of delivery, Kevin?
0: Well, for me, a big one would be your voice, right? I mean, your volume, your rate of speed, your pitch, whether you're high or
1: low. Yep, so that's voice. And then I would add a few other things. Eye contact yep. is one. Movement and gestures is another one. Mm-hmm. Facial expressions. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking mean at you right now. Yeah. And filler words. Oh, no. That's another one. Yeah. So delivery is so involved, we're going to spend two podcasts working on it on Monday Morning Preacher, but in this podcast, we're going to focus on two things, vocal delivery and eye contact. Okay. So vocal delivery is all about how you use and vary things like, like you mentioned, Kevin, volume, pitch, pace, and tone. And we're going to start, we're going to tee it up with an example of effective vocal delivery from a preacher we both like a lot. His name's Reverend Claude Alexander, senior pastor of Park Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is from a sermon he preached called Can You Do Any Better?
2: In the life of every believer, there is a moment, and perhaps there are more than one moment when every believer is looked to for leadership, looked to for guidance, looked to for expertise, looked to for some know-how, for some ability. There are times when you are expected to step up to the plate, to stand in the gap, to deliver, to provide, to produce, to make something happen, to work something out, to bring something to pass. There are moments when nobody else is able to do it. Nobody else can handle it. Nobody else can face it. Nobody else can shoulder it. Nobody else can take it on. Nobody else can really deal with it. And you are given the opportunity with the hope of your being able to do what nobody else can do. And, Michael, in such a time, the question is raised, can you do any better can you with the god whom you serve fare any better can you with the relationship with the lord that you have you the bible toting cross wearing gospel cd playing sunday morning church attending can can you perform can you lead can you guide can you face can you endure can you overcome any better than those who don't know who the Lord is.
1: Kevin, what did you notice about Claude's use of volume in his delivery, pitch, pace, tone?
0: I've listened to the bishop preach many times, and one thing that stands out is that it doesn't matter whether he's whispering or hooping, his voice has this intensity in it. It's like this urgency that says, you must listen.
1: hmm And I love the amount of variety that Claude uses. You know, I've heard preachers that constantly preach at an incredibly fast and intense pace. They never slow down. It's a vocal sprint from intro to conclusion. And then there's preachers who just preach with monotony. You know, it's the same tone, same pitch. God designed our minds and our ears to crave variety. Vocal monotony is the enemy here.
0: Yeah. The area that I think I struggle with there is that I drive too fast. I mean, if there were cops for preaching speed, I would be getting speeding tickets a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what's interesting is that when I get to a more emotional or intense part of the biblical passage or my pastoral application, I actually pick up speed. So for me, apparently, intensity must equal speed, but that's not always really a good way for listeners, because actually sometimes you want to slow down and let them really drink it in. So I've been
1: working on that. Yeah, again, vocal variety is the key. And you know, one of the things that we really want to encourage preachers to do is just take an honest look at yourself and how you can improve. And uh, so I took an honest look at myself as I was looking at this topic. I have a very natural sounding kind of draw people in kind of vocal You do. You're kind of
0: like everybody's friendly uncle.
1: That's uncle i was thinking maybe brother but you know that's okay but <laughs> Hot anyway, young stud what are oh, you looking for yeah like that okay. okay it's a strength in my preaching but it does have a downside and the downside is when i need to drive something home with a lot of intensity i need to work on ramping up my pitch and my volume and a emphasizing certain words and phrases. So that's one of the things I'm working on.
0: Well, you know, one way I've started to work on um, my sprint to the finish delivery style is I'll actually write in my notes, pause. And and it just tells me, Kevin, you've got to like give your listeners a, a breath. You've got to let them catch up with you. Especially like if I ask a question where it's not a rhetorical question, I want them to think and come in their own minds as to the answer, I'll put pause twice to make sure I really let people uh, process. I like that.
1: I'm going to try that, Kevin. I got something out of this podcast. Thank you. I'm glad you showed up today. Sure. Okay, so the second thing we're going to talk about is uh, not only your voice, but the second aspect of delivery, eye contact. Mm. So Brian Chappell, preaching professor, he said, You must look people in the eye. The eyes can spit fire. Pour out compassion and preach Christ in you. And then he went on to say, when you deny people your eyes, you really deny them yourself. What are your thoughts, initial thoughts about eye contact?
0: What I try to do is take a what I call a quick mental snapshot. What I mean is I'll look, say, to the front and look in the eyes of, say, a teenager sitting there near the front, although usually they sit in the back. And I make eye contact just as long as it would take to, like, take a picture, just like that. And then I move and look at another section of the room, maybe the woman in the back, and I look at her just long enough to do that same thing. Because if I make eye contact with one person in that section, the six or eight people who are sitting mm. around that person all feel like I made eye contact with them also.
1: Yeah, that's really good. You know, I've been preaching over 25 years, and I'm getting a renewed or a deepened sense of the importance of eye contact mm-hmm. because preaching is such a in-the-moment thing and, mm-hmm. and in such an interaction. It's not really a dialogue. There's just one person talking, but it is very interactive form of communication. So you have to watch what's happening in people as you're preaching. How are they responding in the moment to this? And you may adjust some things in your sermon. And that's why it's so important for me to get away from my notes as much as possible and to be able to look people in the eye. Yeah, I had a great
0: example of that a couple weeks ago. I was preaching from Stephen's sermon in Acts 7 that leads to him getting killed. And I was talking about how sometimes as Christians, we have to speak the hard word, even knowing it's not going to go over. And I'm preaching this to my church, which is a very gentle church. It's a very loving church. And so this was a hard. Yes message for them to try to take in. And as I was preaching, I literally could see their eyes getting wider. I could see the white in their eyes. Yes, Of course, not a big room, but I could see it. And so then what that told me is, slow down and really emphasize that the Spirit gives you the words you need to speak when you need to speak them, Luke 12, 12, and so that it would lower their anxiety about that.
1: Yeah, that's a really good practical thing You have being in the moment and You only got that by looking at people. Yeah. You only saw that with eye contact. So, preachers, we've been talking about the importance of sermon delivery and attending to that as an essential part of how you convey God's Word. And so two challenges today. First, assess how you use vocal variety. Get a little louder and then a little softer. Speed up and slow down and then pause completely, as Kevin suggested. Maybe even write pause in your notes. Talk a little lower and then just a little higher. Your voice is an amazing instrument in the Lord's hand. Don't just play the same note with it. So think through in your sermon how you're going to use some vocal variety. And the second thing is look people in the eye as much as possible. Whether you use lots of notes, little notes, whatever, try to get away from your notes as much as possible so you can see what's going on in your listeners' eyes, on their faces, and how they're responding. And that will change a little bit how you deliver your sermon. So look at them personally. This is Matt Woodley. Thanks for listening to Monday Morning Preacher. And we hope you can tune in to part two for the basics of sermon delivery. This episode of Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by ctpastors.com, the new home for pastors at Christianity Today. C.T. Pastors is for working pastors, by working pastors, to equip you for church ministry.